Hi, my name is Steve Hobbs, and you're listening to County Connections, the official podcast for the Missouri Association of Counties. We're here to promote county government and discuss issues that affect Missourians at the local, state, and national level. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Mac's official podcast, County Connections. I'm your host, Steve Hobbs. We want our listeners to know that our goal with this podcast is to connect with officials at all levels of local, state, and federal government. Our guest today is District 2 Representative Maisie Boyd, who is one of the youngest representatives in the House and is currently serving her first two-year term. Prior to being elected to public office, she has experience as an accounting assistant, communications assistant, and as an intern for Senator Roy Blunt. Maisie, thanks for being here today. Yeah, thanks for having me. So I know this has been a whirlwind for you. You're in your second month here in the General Assembly. And uh, tell us what it's like to be down here as a newly elected state representative and trying to get your feet wet in, in the process. Yeah, I mean, gosh, we're almost into March. I feel like the past few months have just kind of came and went, but it's been, you know, they've said like drinking from a fire hose, but the blessing that I felt like is I kind of knew what I was getting into, so there really isn't a lot of surprises. Maybe I had my expectations up a little too high, but um, I've honestly just been, you know, super blessed to be down here, of course, representing District 2, but already I've, I've been in three committee hearings and, you know, my bills have gotten combined and then passed out of committee, so that's been, you know, just kind of honestly exciting just to be a part of that and hopefully, you know, get our bills across the finish line. So we talked a little bit about at the start about, you know, kind of what your path was to here, but tell us who is Maisie Boyd? Yeah, that's a that's a great question. How long do you have? <laughs> Take as long as you need. <laughs> I mean, my background, you know, kind of getting here, I, I definitely did not expect to be a representative or be a politician. Um, I know a lot of people think that was my hopes the entire time, but honestly, I kind of went the opposite direction. I mean, I went to I went to Sturtsville um, Elementary School, and then halfway through sixth grade, I went to St. Joe Christian. And during that time, you know, I, I had a lot of learning disabilities. I found out, honestly, when I got into the workforce, I had I was dyslexic. And so that was just kind of interesting going through honestly, my whole school life and having no idea I was even dyslexic. So kind of just learning how to get through that um, was just quite the adventure as well. But when I graduated and went to Missouri Western, I wanted to be a nurse. You know, I watched my aunt be a nurse practitioner. I thought that's exactly what I want to do. I almost get to nursing school. I get accepted and it's a semester before. And I was like, this isn't for me. Like, I just, I don't think this is for me. My parents never went to college. And so basically, I always felt like my options were either becoming a teacher or becoming um, a nurse. But I really got to see my dad work in the business field. He kind of started his way up um, and now, you know, helps run Ag Power. And so I really got to love, have a love of business. And so I switched my major and ended up going to business school. And during that time, I realized that I could graduate a year early, which was great for me because I hate school. Um, <laughs> honestly, I kind of feel like I'm back in school being in the legislature. And so during that time, I ended up doing, it was the Governor Student Leadership Forum, which actually this past week I kind of got to help at. I got to open the chamber for, it was like 130 uh, college students from across Missouri. And basically you're just kind of teaching them about servant leadership. And I really think that's something that's honestly been lost on our generation is not really being the head person, but really being like a servant and wanting to actually help people. And so during that time, I had a mentor that was like, you know, you should really do the 
the DC internship. So it's like, it's called Cornerstones through National Student Leadership. So it's a, it's a summer internship and basically you live in Maryland. Um, you live with people from all over the world. So it's about 60 boys and girls. And then you do a political internship. So they put me in with Senator Roy Blunt. Wow. And so that was just fascinating itself because they treated me so well. And, you know, I got to be, I got to live with, you know, 59 other people and see how other congressmen and senators treated their interns. Senator Blunt treated me way better and we got to do way more stuff. And, you know, it really was because of the people that Senator Blunt, you know, had hired. And I don't agree with him on everything, but I, I really am appreciative of that internship because they gave me a staff badge. There was times that I actually got to go to meetings and kind of like, you know, be the main person, um, just kind of sitting there and getting to listen on some of his meetings. And I was always really, you know, appreciative I got to do that. And because of his communications director, Katie Boyd, no mm. relation, um, she's awesome. But I mean, she was the reason that I kind of thought, you know, maybe I could go back to DC. This episode is brought to you by Public Surplus. The Missouri Association of Counties Public Surplus Program is up and running. This program is free to all counties and provides a simple way to sell both surplus equipment and dispose of tax sale real estate properties. This program is completely free to all Missouri counties and MAC has even negotiated exclusive low buyers premium rates. The buyers will pay all fees and expenses at some of the lowest rates in the industry thanks to the power of the Missouri Association of Counties. For more information, contact Don Clayton with Public Surplus at 801-932-7000, extension 505. I guess 2019, I come back home and I was telling my uncle about it and I was like, yeah, the internship was great. At that time, I mean, you really saw the media really hounding all of Trump's appointees and it just seemed like, you know, they really just felt like they couldn't do their job. You know, the, the lies would get halfway around the world, you know, before truth gets a turn to pull up his pants. And I was just like, why would I ever want to work in the government? I mean, everything I've ever done or haven't done is going to be out there on display. And my parents are very quiet people. So, I mean, it's a lot you know, to be a government official, but also I think run for office. And so ended up, my uncle was like, no, we need good people like to be in the government. We need good people to work. And so I was like, oh gosh, you're so right. So, you know, I guess fast forward, I ended up getting a job um, on the Trump campaign as a war room analyst um, at the headquarters in Virginia, it was in Roslyn. And then about two months in, um, the White House was trying to get ready for term two. And so they were interviewing everyone because, of course, once you have a new term, everyone normally leaves and then you hire new people. Mm-hmm. And the guy that I actually interviewed with, um, he basically just asked me who I knew, who my parents knew. And like I didn't know. Like, I felt just honored just to be able to work on the campaign because it was because of you know, Senator Blunt's communications director, Katie Boyd. And he's like, you really got to network. He's like, you're not going to be able to work in the administration if you don't network. And I was just like, all right. Like, and I just figured, you know, I'm just doing my 0.01% here at the campaign. I'm not really going to worry about the admin. Two weeks later, I get a call. I don't answer it. But it's someone um, by the name of Richard that was looking for an executive assistant and presidential personnel to Trump's, um, you know, top director. And I didn't answer, called him back. And they're like, you know, we saw your resume in the binder of the guy that told me I wasn't going to get a job there because I didn't know anyone. And he's like, would you be able to come and interview? So I finished my work day, go down, I get the job. So it was such a quick 
turnaround. I remember calling Katie and being like, you'll never believe it. Like, I'm actually going to go work at the White House now. So then I became the executive assistant to the director of presidential personnel. So, of course, we, you know, oversee all the bureaucracy, all the appointments um, of the entire, you know, Trump administration. So I got to work there for six months. Um, and that was just it was one of the best jobs I ever had. Of course, we got kicked out because they wouldn't let me stay. <laughs> And uh, I ended up getting a job with Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene from the state of Georgia. Um, so I was with her for about eight months. But honestly, during that time, I started seeing the stuff that we were doing on a federal level. We actually could be doing on a state level. And most of the things that, like federally, that we were doing, we really couldn't pass, of course, because we were in the minority. And I thought, why can't we do these things? And like the things that honestly are going on in Jefferson City are actually impacting like my family back at home. Really not what we're doing in Washington, D.C., because the legislative branch were in the minority. At that time, the seat was open. Um, Jay Eggleston, he was mm -hmm. the former rep, and everyone was trying to figure out who was going to run for District 2. And so I had been asked months prior, I said no, because, I mean, it's a lot easier to defend someone else. It's a lot harder to defend yourself and be the person. And I, I really liked being behind the person. I liked, you know, getting things ready, you know, figuring all that stuff out. And... But it really wasn't until I was like, it's, you know, we got to have someone for District 2. So I came back home, and now she was running for District 2. Redistricting changed everything. Um, but I was like, you know what? I said I was going to run for District 2. I'm going to stay in District 2. And so ran for office and then won, won the primary and the general, and now I'm here. And won against an incumbent, which is very difficult yeah. to do. So well, congratulations mm -hmm. to you. You know, you've talked to us about your D.C. experience mm -hmm. Uh, as a college grad, how does that drive help you uh, down here, uh, you know, to serve as a representative uh, and to advocate for your area of the state? Yeah, that's a great question. And I get that a lot um, during the campaign. It's like, you know, you just graduated from college, like, you know, you have no experience. But kind of the thing I would say is, well, I do have experience. I, I literally worked in the bureaucracy. I worked for a president that knew how to work within the bureaucracy. And I was in the office that oversaw it. And I would see, you know, it doesn't take a lot of work to actually get things done. It takes courage and it just takes grit. You know, we would hire people um, to do a certain job and they were like, I'm all in, I'm going to do it. And then the bureaucracy just kind of overtakes them. And then they come back and they're like, actually, I can't do this, you know, um, well, here's, here's 10 reasons why I can't do it. And said they weren't giving us 10 reasons why we could do it. And I think that's a lot in the legislature. It's just, I think, creative thinking, you know, trying to solve problems instead of just saying no, is figuring out, okay, is there, is there a different route I could go? And so I think I really bring that perspective um, down here, because there's not a lot of young people, you know, there's a, there's a great mix. And I think it's always good when you have, you know, different opinions and people that have lived a different life, because normally you can get a different solution than just the similar old solutions that we have been bringing. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, our, our bulk of our listeners are county elected officials Yeah, and, you know, in the counties that you represent, they're all going to be curious about, you know, uh, what, what are important issues mm -hmm. to you and uh, so what we want to do with this is encourage our members to get to know who Maisie Boyd is. Yeah. And for them to be able then to eventually develop a relationship with you so that when you're working on legislation mm -hmm. and you need expert advice, mm -hmm. because as you talked about, you know, down here, there's so many different things. Yeah. That you have, though, that bench 
of trusted advisors back home that you can reach out to. Um, you know, uh, you clearly have drive for such a young person and uh, to have accomplished the things you've already accomplished and now to be here as a state representative representing your area back home. What are some of the things you want to accomplish mm -hmm. in like your freshman year or yeah. it, while you're here in this building? Right. You know, you'll, you'll probably kind of take a joke at this, but um, there was somebody on Facebook that was talking about bills and like, there's no bills have been passed in January. And I'm like, oh my gosh, can, please tell me what bill has gone from the House to Senate to the governor and like, let me know. And so I was like, oh my gosh. I was like, of course, like nobody has had a single bill, you know, all, get all the way through both chambers. But um, there's a few things that I would like to see. Of course, one right now that um, I've been working on, of course, is my transition procedures um, and puberty blockers bill, which basically just prevents minors from getting those surgeries. They can get it once they turn over the age of 18. Another bill I've been working on, of course, is foreign land ownership. And in my district, that's a huge topic. Mm -hmm. um, so I was I was really grateful to be able to work with my colleagues, uh, Representative Gregory Perkins and Hafner, um, on a bill that we kind of combined ours. And basically, it reduce the 1% to a half percent, and it names five countries that can no longer own land in the state of Missouri, which is China, Iran, North Korea, Russia, and Venezuela. So we've already talked about how you're one of the youngest mm -hmm. legislators in the building here. Yep. What perspective do you think your generation mm -hmm. could bring mm -hmm. to this building that is so diverse? Yeah. Uh, and how do you think that is going to give you a better perspective maybe for the younger generations that are out there that sometimes say, well, we don't feel like we're very well representative at, at mm -hmm. the Capitol. I think you have to make sure that we're that young people do have a voice at the table. Um, and we also have to make sure that, you know, every piece of legislation that we do affects us. And I think that's something kind of to be desired for because I would see things that would get passed and, you know, I think at the end of the day, it's the young people that kind of take the brunt of it. Um, but I do think that it's it's really great to work with people at all different ages. I don't think there should be all young people at the Capitol. I don't think there should be all certain types of ages all the Capitol. I think it's it should be diverse um, because I do think that honestly brings out the, the greater issues of um, the problems that we're trying to solve. And one of those being, I mean, just reducing taxes. I mean, we haven't really seen a big tax cut in the state of Missouri for a little bit. And so I know I've, you know, I've co-sponsored legislation that would eliminate social security tax. Um, and of course, it's the very main people that have been taxed their entire life. So certain things like that, you know, I grew up with, you know, all older people. My mom had me when she was 17, 18. So, I mean, I have hundreds of cousins. Mm -hmm. And so kind of growing up with that older generation, like I value, you know, their opinion and I, and I value what they've brought to the table because they're the very people that have raised me. And so coming down here, like, I also want to make sure we're protecting young people, of course, but like also like our older generation that have honestly, they have, you know, helped shape us into who we are. And I think any time that we can cut them some slack, I think is, is better for everyone. Because of course, you spend your money probably better than the government does. And so I'm really excited to hopefully get that across the finish line too. Well, that's great. Uh, you know, uh, <laughs> We were talking about our counties out there, and a lot of times county issues are mm -hmm. so much very different from state issues. And so right. you have a unique perspective mm -hmm. now that you've been at the federal level, mm -hmm. and now you're at the state level, and you see what the federal government sometimes does in way of unfunded mandates in the state mm -hmm. of Missouri. 
One of the key items that we advocate for is for the state of Missouri not to put unfunded mandates down on our counties. I agree with that. I, I, you know, I'm going to be honest with you. That was one of the reasons I ran for office because that was during, I think that was in 2020 is when all that was going on in 2021. And so when they were passing all these unfunded, they would say, all right, the state government hates when the federal government mandates stuff, but what do they go and do? Then they go and mandate it on the local government. But yeah, right there with you. Go ahead. Okay. Well, I, that's, that's one of the things I <laughs> yeah. know it's really going to please our listeners out there right. because that is bedrock to them that, you know, that, uh, and, and the beauty of it is, is that as a state representative in the mm-hmm. state of Missouri, representing 35,000 odd people, mm-hmm. Uh, and having to run for re-election every two years, it keeps you very, very close to your constituents back right. home. And uh, uh, how, how has that been for you going back home and going to the different mm-hmm. dinners that you go to or the events where they ask you to come and speak mm-hmm. and talk to you about your experience here? Has that been a rewarding experience for you to go mm-hmm. back home to your people and, and visit with them about actually what state government is and what it is not? Yeah, no, it's it's actually really rewarding because I finally feel like, you know, during the campaign, people would come with me, come to me with, you know, with their problems and I really couldn't do anything. And that bugs me. And so now that, you know, I've been elected, I had a whole sheet actually I gave my L.A. of issues that people had asked Um that I was able, you know, we were able to work within, you know, our agencies to hopefully get those things, you know, across. So it's it's nice to go back home, um, of course, and be able to talk the talk, but also get the action that people deserve and need. And so that's that's honestly the best part. You know, the bills are great, but like the constituent stuff and making it feel like constituents actually have a voice down here has definitely been the most rewarding. Well, Maisie, it's been fabulous to visit with you here this morning, and I think you've given us this, our, our uh, county elected officials a snapshot of what makes Maisie Boyd tick. And <laughs> as, you know, from my perspective, we wish you nothing but success, and we're really excited to be working with you over the next few years. Well, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Thanks for joining us on County Connections, Mac's official podcast. We hope you'll join us for our next episode. And if you enjoyed listening, make sure to follow wherever you listen to podcasts. To keep up with the Missouri Association of Counties, you can follow us on Twitter and Facebook at Mo Counties. We'll see you next time.